Welcome to Bought at a Price. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. Our mission is to take you on a redemptive journey towards understanding the way that God views your body, your lifestyle, and your role in His kingdom. And here, we're committed to bringing you solid biblical wisdom combined with practical, science-backed lifestyle tips to help you care for yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Again, thank you for listening. Hello there, my friend. So if you listened to last week's episode, we talked about, I talked about chronic pain and my life and struggles living with chronic illnesses and chronic pain on top of that. And if you live with chronic pain, if you know somebody who lives with chronic pain, you know it can leave you exhausted, depressed, and ultimately, in many cases, feeling pretty darn hopeless. If you know somebody and you yourselves aren't struggling with chronic pain or chronic illnesses, know that your friends and family, anyone you know who might be struggling with either of those things, they are likely exhausted potentially battling depression and not even realizing it, and also struggling to find hope. The other day, last Sunday to be exact, I was supposed to be heading out for a picnic with my Bible study group, but no, I wasn't able to go and had to end up canceling it and spent the day in bed. But instead of spending the day wallowing in my pain, I decided, well, I didn't really decide. The Holy Spirit decided for me, and praise God, he let me know what God wanted me to do with my afternoon in bed. I compiled a list of Bible verses and also some of my favorite quotes from different Christian authors about pain and suffering. And as I was reading each of these Bible verses, I was thinking about your pain and suffering and praying that these verses would provide you the strength needed so that you could reflect your hope in God to those around you. Pain and suffering is something that's unfortunately guaranteed. Jesus said we were going to have to deal with it. But when we fix our eyes on God, when we rely on the Holy Spirit for strength, we can find hope and joy and strength in the midst of our pain and our suffering. So if you missed last week's episode, as I just mentioned, I live with chronic pain and illnesses, but God has taught me how to be victorious in the midst of pain. I've learned that when I cling to God, he'll use my pain to reflect hope to others. So today I want to just read these verses and these quotes to you. And I've also put them together on a printable PDF so that you can place them. And I did my artistic best to make 
them pretty so that you can print them and put them around your house or in your car or at work, any way you where you find yourself so that you can see these and have them ever before you. Pick one to meditate on or study each day, but just make sure that you're relying on God and his word to overcome your pain. Job 6.10 says, This would be my comfort. I would even exult in pain unsparing, for I have not denied the words of the Holy One. Job, he knew pain and suffering like none other. It's like God literally dropped him into the pit of hell and said, Cling tight to me because I'm going to use you to reflect to others for ever and ever just how much God provides and restores. Job is an awesome, it's a difficult book of the Bible to read, but if you are struggling with pain and suffering, it is an, it's a great book to take a look at. And Psalms, the book of Psalms, has so many verses and even entire chapters on pain and suffering. Psalm 6-2, Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. Psalms 23-3-4 is such a comforting passage. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalms 34, 18 through 19 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. All. If you are feeling brokenhearted and crushed in spirit right now, remember that the Lord delivers you out of them all. Every affliction that comes your way, God says, take my hand. I will deliver you. Psalms 38, 15 through 18. But for you, O Lord, do I wait. It is you, O Lord, my God, who will answer. For I said, only let them not rejoice over me who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall and my pain is ever before me. I confess my iniquity. I am sorry for my sin. The psalmist here was experiencing pain because of sin in his life. But know that our pain is not always because of things that we've done wrong. I've talked about that a little bit in last week's podcast episode, that our pain can just be a consequence of the sin in the world. So know, though, that God will still answer. Wait on the Lord. He is not going to let people rejoice over you. No, God will make sure to keep your foot from slipping 
He will carry you through. Psalms 50, 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. The Lord is our hope. He is our deliverer. Why? Because he and he alone deserves all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Psalms 91, 14 through 16. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hold fast to the Lord in love. Know the Lord's name. Call upon the Lord. And know that he promises that he will protect. He will deliver. He will answer. He will be with you. He will rescue you. Psalms 119.50, this is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me life. The promises of God, they truly are our life. No matter whether we're facing chronic pain, chronic illnesses of any kind, or suffering because of others wronging us or just the hatred and animosity and ugliness that pervades our world. Psalms 145, 16 through 18, you open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. The Lord wants you to say, take my hand, Lord. He wants you. His hand is open, ready to satisfy the desires that you have, ready to meet every need you have. Even if in the midst of meeting that need, it means cling to God while you walk through chronic illnesses or pain that might never be healed this side of heaven. That is still okay. I walk with chronic illnesses and chronic pain every day. And you know what? I truly believe that God has already healed me. I don't see or experience that healing when I go to the doctor's office or when I wake up every morning and how I feel. But my heart and my mind, they taste every single day the miraculous healing of God. Psalms 147, 3 through 5. He heals the broken hearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Not only does God give and know how many stars there are, there's a Bible verse that says he collects our tears in a bottle. He knows every single hair on your head. And in addition to that, 
The psalmist is telling you, he heals us when our hearts are broken. When we are wounded, whether it's physically or emotionally wounded, God heals. Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up bones. I know this one firsthand. When I let my physical body dictate my attitude and I focus on how I feel and how my body is or isn't behaving on any given day, joy that is nowhere to be found. But when I choose joy, and let me tell you, I usually have to choose it. I choose it just like I choose what pair of shoes I put on my aching feet. I choose joy. And when I choose joy and cling to the Lord, it does amazing things for how my body feels and how I'm able to go about each day. And I pray for you that you would learn to choose joy, that you would recognize the comfort and the peace that comes when you cling to God and say, Lord, give me joy in the midst of my pain and my suffering. Let me find my joy in you. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might. He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If you need hope, strength, or encouragement, I pray that that verse helps you find exactly what you're searching for. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You notice what God says he wants to do for you there? He's with you. He says, don't be dismayed. I'm your God. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold you up with my righteous right hand. Cry out to God and ask him to fulfill that promise in your life. And Jeremiah 17, 14, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for you are my praise. Such a beautiful, beautiful promise. One that truly should be a cry of our heart every single day. Nahum 1.7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. 
And moving into the New Testament, Matthew 4, 23 and 24, talking of Jesus. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. You know, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if you are crying out to God for healing, says right here, Jesus, he is your healer. Whether it be sickness due to diseases, pains, possession by demonic spirits, seizures, seizures, paralytics, Jesus has the power to heal them all. John 16, 22 to 24. And this is Jesus. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. That is one thing we have to ask, seek, and knock on repeat. Ask and ask and seek God and seek God and keep knocking and keep asking and seeking and knocking until you have your answer. God always answers us, always. So keep your mind open. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you and make it really clear to you how God is answering your prayers, whether it be prayers for relief from pain, healing from sickness, uh, restoration or healing from any kind of suffering, emotional, mental Ask the Holy Spirit to make it really clear how God's answering. Sometimes God's answer is yes, and there's a miraculous healing. Other times God's answer is cling to me while I work something out in you. Sometimes God's answer is wait. Sometimes his answer is no. But when he answers no, I have come to learn. God's no's are the best no's. Acts 17.28a, for in him we live and move and have our being. I love this one because sometimes moving my body is so painful. But remembering that every breath we take into our lungs, we are living in Christ. We have the spirit of almighty God tabernacling inside of us so that we have the strength for every single thing that God has called us to. Romans 5, 3 and 5. 
Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Suffering. There's a process to it and a reasoning for it. Notice that the suffering produces endurance. Think about a marathon runner, even somebody who just runs like a 5K. It takes training to build up the endurance to be able to run those miles. And with each thing that we suffer, our endurance increases. We're able to run that race like Paul talks about. And that endurance it produces character in us, godly character. It molds us ever more into the image of our God. And that character, as we become more like Christ, it produces hope. And that hope, that hope will never put us to shame because when your hope is in God, that is the hope of eternal life, hope that one day all things will be made new, our bodies perfect pain and suffering and sickness free. Romans 8, goodness, the entire chapter of Romans 8, I feel like applies to sickness, pain, suffering, the whole caboodle. But Romans 8, 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us keeping your eyes fixed on that eternal prize, that high call. Romans 8, 35 and 37, For who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We're regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You, my friend, are more than a conqueror. If you call Jesus Savior and Lord, you are a conqueror. Nothing will separate you. Romans 15, 4. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. If you aren't spending regular time studying God's word, meditating on the truths in God's word, I would really encourage you to do that. Time in God's word is paramount to our lives as women of God. We can't know who we are. We can't know who our God is. We can't know what promises to cling to, what things to pray for, how to act, how to do anything unless we're in the word of God. So friend, ask the Holy Spirit if you don't have a regular Bible study time each day with your God, Ask the Holy Spirit to quicken your heart each day to spend time in God's word.
2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 6. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. You notice how many times I've said endurance in the last few verses? Endurance. Definitely a theme when it comes to suffering and pain in a Christian's life. But every single thing that you endure means that God has given you the ability to comfort somebody else with the same comfort that God comforted you with. What a joy and privilege to know that God is equipping you to share his hope with somebody else. You are called, my dear friend. You are called. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 12. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. That's a passage that really, it's powerful when you think about it. Jesus suffered he suffered in ways that we will never understand. But we, we are never forsaken. We're not destroyed. We're not crushed. We're not given over to despair because the surpassing power of God is at work in you, my friend. I hope you find hope and comfort in those words. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. If there is one thing that I would encourage you to do, it's to do what that passage is saying, to fix your eyes on the eternal. Don't look 
at your body and your outer self wasting away. Don't fix your eyes on your pain. Don't fix your eyes on your suffering. Don't fix your eyes on your sicknesses. Fix your eyes on Christ. Fix your eyes on the things that are unseen, the things that are eternal, because that is where our hope is. And boy, when you fix your eyes on the eternal, joy follows suit. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. So to keep me from being conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being coming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. We don't know what it was that God allowed Satan to harass Paul with, but this is Paul writing in 2 Corinthians. And there's a lot of speculation when you dig into and look at the different commentaries and theologians. But nonetheless, something was given to Paul, a thorn in the flesh that he pleaded with God to take away from him. But God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. And Paul says that he believed, he came to believe that God allowed that thorn to stay because Paul, it says, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations to keep Paul from becoming conceited, like an automatic humbler. I don't think any of us want an automatic humbler in our lives, but sometimes our pain and our illnesses, God uses them to do just that, to humble us and make us utterly dependent on him, to make us realize that our weaknesses, in order for us to do anything that God asks,